0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery: The Equip for Change Edition. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the Cars Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace and manage change. And on today's episode of this podcast, I wanted to talk to you about change being a mindset, um, and really recognizing that all of this is in our head. Um, we have to look at the way in which we think about change, the way in which we think about circumstances and situations and people, and the way in which we think about ourselves. And a big reason why I find this is something that's important for us to really think about and discuss is that with everything that's going on in our lives, with everything that's going on in the government in U.S., um, in our businesses, and the ways that organizations are shifting and expectations are shifting, and even in the way that our everyday life is changing and moving in such a fast-paced way that for some people they find it difficult to feel as if they have anything to hold on to. And when people feel as if they're adrift, when they feel as if there is no certainty, um, when the things that they knew and the things that they had grown comfort from are no longer applicable, then you run into resistance to change. And so when I talk about being equipped for change and, and I talk about mindset to mastery, periodically I revisit this notion of what's in your head. How are you thinking about change in the social justice um, um, issues that are, are rising to the forefront in the calls for a, an end to systemic discrimination and racism in the, the conversations that we're increasingly having about the place of, of different cultures and people from different backgrounds and different ways of being? And the place that that has in our society, what is in your head? What is in your belief system? What is it that you think about change? What is it that you're afraid of? And and part of the reason why I want you to think about these questions is because in this p- political climate that we're in, in the U.S. Um, especially, and we found so many people that have 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 been... So adamantly resistant to any type of change because they are being fed the notion or believe the notion that if other people are seen as equal, if other people are regarded as um, worthwhile, as if anyone else can show up fully and authentically and wholly as themselves, if the if who they are is different from From you, then you don't want to accept it. You don't want to embrace it. You don't want to give others the space to be themselves. So, this whole notion of fear, this whole notion of scarcity that there's not enough for everyone, there's not enough opportunity, there's not enough goodwill, there's not enough justice, there's not enough money, there's not enough security to go around the scarcity mindset that people are looking at the world and looking at others through is only going to do more damage than good. And this episode, this podcast, this mic side chat, if you you will, is more about a call to your humanity, a call to your sense of, decency and honor a call to your sense of what's right in the world and if you believe in ultimate goodness if you believe in a higher power if you believe in people's right to freedom and independence and, and to live a life that is free from pain and free from fear then I don't understand why there's this scarcity mindset and this fear when it comes to embracing other people this this need to feel as if there's an us versus them that that success is mutually exclusive or limited that there are no opportunities where we can all show up wholly and fully on, and authentically as our as ourselves individually and that really not cast dispersions on anyone else I can show up with my hair in braids I can show up in with my hair in bantu knots I can show up with my hair in a natural afro or I can show up with my hair straight or or short and that doesn't cast any feelings of you being less than or me infringing upon your right to be you this is all in your head If we are thinking about diversity and inclusion and equity and and belonging and an opportunity for us to all be seen as human beings, but you somehow take that to mean as if I am trying to take something away from you, then that's all in your head. If you are looking at COVID 19 as something that people are using as a way of trying to control your freedom when all I want to do is to be able to live my life without fear of being sick if I have a pre existing condition or a compromised immune system, then this is all in your head. What are we filling our our minds with? What are we thinking about? How are we viewing the world? What mindset do we carry with us to feel as if someone else? being who they are is somehow seen as being (laughs) anti-me. Where is it written? Where is it said that because I am proud of my heritage and I am proud of my race and I am proud of being a black woman, that because I am proud of that fact that that means that you are diminished or dismissed or discarded because of who you are. It's all in your head. At some point, we have to start thinking about this narrative in this picture in this vision that we are creating in our heads. At some point, we have to look at this as not being a result of divisive rhetoric, and we have to really look at this and look within our hearts and, and examine what is truly in there. How are we saying that we believe in a a country, in an environment where everyone is created equal and everyone has the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but if I want what you want, somehow or another, that puts us against each other, it's all in your head. We don't want to discard or dismiss or push aside anyone. We don't want to, to... cause you undue pain we don't want to put a bullseye on your back and have you be unjustly profiled just for being who you are and looking the way you do we don't want to put you in a box and tell you that you cannot achieve all that you can be just because of what you look like or where you come from or where you were born that's all in your head The same things that you want for your family, the same things that you want for yourself, the same type of success, the same type of safety that you want, that you feel that is is due to you just by being born in this country is what we want too. And this whole notion of of happiness and security and equality being mutually exclusive, meaning that if I have it, you can't have it, is all in your head. And how... Are you allowing this message to continue? How are you allowing this this false narrative to be perpetuated? How are you allowing your mind and your heart and your spirit to be poisoned against other people for no other reason than them being different than you? How can you claim to love your fellow man or your fellow woman? And how can you claim to be a good person? And how can you claim that you are not against anyone living the life that they want unless you feel it infringes upon yours? How can we create community? How can we create harmony? How can we create a life that is sustainable if we're not open to change? How can we create something new if what we're holding on to is false from the beginning? How can we look at the same exact thing and see totally different objects or opportunities or threats? Seeing the same thing, but taking away two entirely different things. It's all in your head. What are we filling our minds with? What are we embracing? What are we holding on to? What are we really saying that we believe in? What's in our head? What vision are we creating for the future? What lens are we looking through to see other people? How are we justifying the ways in which we marginalize others? The ways in which we discriminate, the ways in which we diminish, the ways in which we dismiss, the ways in which we selfishly hold on to and hoard that which we don't have any use for instead of sharing it with others. It's all in our heads. If you really sit back and think about what would be so wrong about someone else being happy, What would be so wrong about someone else achieving to their highest potential? What would be so wrong with someone else being comfortable and safe in their own skin? What would be so wrong with people being able to live together and work together and exist, coexist together without issue what would be so wrong about that what would be so wrong about people having the opportunity to have a living wage where they could be successful and they don't have to worry about making ends meet what would be so wrong about having a system where people if they need medical care can afford to go be treated without being worried about whether or not they can afford it what would be so wrong with that it's all in your head. And and people want to blame social media and people want to blame the mainstream media and people want to blame others for the actions that they're taking. No one is forcing you to think a certain way. No one is forcing you to believe a certain thing. Yes, there are tons of, of opportunities for you to get information and to see each other's opinions and what they think and in your in your beliefs, but you have the ultimate choice as to what you choose to believe, what you choose to embrace, what you choose to think about other people, how you choose to either embrace others as part of a community or dismiss and, and diminish others because you want to hold on to what you have. It's all in your head. No one can force you to think a certain way. No one can force you to believe a certain way. You can change the way you think. You can change the way you believe. You can simply make a decision to do something different, to be someone different, to act in a different manner. You don't have to react based on hatred. You don't have to react based on fear. You don't have to react by, by, by taking in sound bites and, and holding on to rhetoric for the simple fact that you don't want someone to have what you think that you're entitled to. It's not mutually exclusive. That's all in your head. We can both get it. We can all have it. Not everyone is built the same and everyone's success is going to look slightly differently. So why is it that my success and my, my, my desire to have a life that is worth living, that is worth protecting, why is it that my desire for my life is seen as a threat by you? It's all in your head. I didn't set out to make a podcast episode that was so deeply personal. I didn't envision that what I was going to be talking about today was going to be about the the, the falsehoods and the rhetoric and how hurtful it is. To have people have this this idea in their head that because I look differently, because my skin is darker, because my hair is wavier, because I have a different dialect and my my ancestors came from a different continent, because of those things that they use to see me in a different way, that somehow in their head, I'm less than. Somehow in their head, I don't belong if I have a family structure that looks differently from yours, if I have a sexual orientation that is different from yours, if I have a way of worshiping that is different from yours, then somehow I'm a threat. It's all in your head. If I wear a mask to protect me and my family, then, for, and then I'm threatening your life and your way of living. That's all in your head. A political party does not define good character. Just because someone believes in one thing that is aligned with you that does not make them ultimately a good person across the board. Just because there is one thing that benefits you or several things that benefits you does not mean that it benefits everyone else. It's all in your head and when we start looking at change and we and we really start understanding people's resistance to change and the reasons why they are resistant to change their resistance is based on falsehoods their resistance is based on piecemeal information. Their resistance is based on a comfort level of, of, of self-preservation and protection. Their resistance is based on holding on to a narrative that says that if this changes, then somehow or another, you're going to be less than. You're going to be less whole. Others are going to take your place. It's all in your head. So this can be different. We can be open to learning more, to embracing others. We live in a time where we have never had the opportunity to be connected in so many ways but with so many different people across the globe. And yet still, we gravitate towards people who are just like us. People who reinforce our own preconceived notions. People who speak to the things that are already in our heads. Confirmation bias is real. Implicit bias is real. Subconscious bias is real. And all that means is that you have a story already in your head and you are looking for things to validate that story. But there are so many different stories. There are so many different perspectives, so many different experiences, so many different ways of thinking and being and doing. Why just limit yourself to one? It's all in your head. And I'm not saying that you should, you should twist in the wind or you should, you should bend as the, as the breeze blows, but what I am saying is that you should be open to critical thought. You should be open to thinking beyond what you already think you know. You should be open to asking yourself, is this really true or is this all in my head? Is this all I know? Is, there, is this all there is to it? Or am I limiting myself because I'm only talking to people who think like me? I'm only taking advice from people with my same experience. I'm only validating and seeing as truth those things that confirm my bias that already exists. I had an amazing moment of recognizing an impact that I was having on a client that I was working with. Um, and, I, and I'm still working with, and it's a, a large company, and they're starting this whole journey of understanding what it means to create community. And I have been talking to them for the past few months about what it looks like to welcome others, what it looks like to be inclusive, what it looks like to, to have a place that embraces and provides safety to those who simply want to show up as themselves. And it was interesting that I didn't go in with a with a message of you guys are horrible because you've always seen things this way and you're perpetuating the ways that you've seen things and you're not being inclusive and, and, and you really need to shift the way that you're thinking about this. I didn't go in blaming them. I didn't go in diminishing them or dismissing them or denigrating them for the ways in which they have seen things because unless you see things differently, unless someone brings it to your attention that what you're doing is not necessarily inclusive, you don't know. And, and so after a few, a, couple, a few months of working with them, they've started changing their language. They've started changing their perspective. All I've done is simply ask them to be open to others and others' perspective. All I've asked is that they be aware of the ways in which other people may feel. All I've asked is that they be open to the possibility of learning more about what it means to be inclusive and what it means to be diverse and how each one of us is diverse even within a certain group that we belong to. And they've and they've they've opened up to it. They've started changing their language. They've started looking at things differently. They've started examining what it is does this look like for us to create a community where every single person can feel safe, and every single person can feel as if they can show up fully, wholly and authentically as themselves? And I had this "Aha" moment of impact, this "Aha" moment of "I see it happening. I see the shift. I see them thinking differently. And asking different types of questions. I see them supporting each other in different ways. And whenever I work with companies, whenever I work with organizations, whenever I work with individuals, I always try to get them to see the possibilities. I always try to get them to expand their vision. I always get them to take a good, hard look at the things that are in their head. And I'm asking you to do the same thing. What's in your head? What do you think about things? Where do your beliefs come from? What vision have you created in your head about what success is supposed to be looked to look like for others? What have you, what visions and and, and and beliefs have you created or conjured up in your head about What it means to have diversity, to have inclusion, to have equality, to be successful. What visions and beliefs have you conjured up and planted in your head about what it means for someone to be called liberal or evangelical or Christian or Muslim or Jewish or agnostic or Buddhist? What visions or or thoughts? Or definitions have you conjured up in your head in terms of what it means for someone to be lesbian or gay or bisexual or transgender? What does it mean? What visions have you conjured up in your head when you talk about people who are black or who are Hispanic or who are immigrants or who are legals or who are patriotic? What images or visions have you conjured up in your head to define things about others. Change begins in your mind. Change begins with your mindset. Change begins with those visions and those definitions and those ideals and those beliefs that reside in your head and in your heart. So change begins, not in the actions that you take, not in mandating your behavior, but change begins. In your head? What are you thinking? What do you believe? How are you going to expand and and, and challenge yourself to think broader, to think deeper, to consider without reacting, but to really ponder it and to seek out the truth, even if that truth is not in alignment with what you thought it was? How open are you going to be to change? Change is a process that begins with an event. There is a catalyst of an event, and then from the event, we go through the shift of transformation into our next normal. COVID-19, the year 2020, systemic social justice issues and unrest, all of that has caused us to look at everything that we thought we knew completely differently. TikTok, social media platforms, the way the administration in this country has been run, our issues globally in a pandemic, all of that has presented opportunities for us to change the way we think to shift what's in our head, to examine critically our thoughts and our beliefs so that we can start embracing and understanding the change that is coming so that we can be willing to go through the shift of transformation to become better. It's all in our heads. What we think we know is only based on what information we have allowed ourselves to become familiar with and to embrace. Your acceptance of or resistance to change, your fear, your belief system, your definitions of success, your willingness to embrace others, your willingness to lead and be an example of, what's decent and what's right all of that begins in your head so how are you feeding your intellect what things are you holding on to what things are you are you you harboring in your mind how are you willing to shift your perspective how are you willing to adjust your perception how are you willing to allow yourself the opportunity to redefine the things that you once saw as being true. We don't all we don't all have all the answers. We need different perspectives. We need different ways of looking at things. We need to be exposed to different things and stop just looking at confirmation bias. Understand all sides of an issue and be respectful enough to talk about things and be open not just to have the conversation but to change. Your way of thinking as a result of the conversation. It's all in your head. And fortunately, because it's all in your head, it is something you can change. It is something you can adjust. All you need is to be open and willing to do so. Change is a mindset. And your mindset is based on what is all in your head. You've been listening to the Equip for Change edition of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I'm your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace and manage change. You can visit me on my website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. Please reach out. Let me know how I can be of assistance in helping you to embrace and manage your process of change. Until next time, be safe, stay sane, and stay sanitized. Bye-bye.